Good morning, everybody. Uh, today we have uh, Laura Kelly, who is a new author in town. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to put everything out there for all the world to read, we have a new first-time author here. Uh, Laura is a full-time project manager at the lab, and she's also a fitness instructor at the local YMCA. And she's a volunteer at the Art Center and the Animal Shelter, and she still had time to write a book. Uh, so Laura has always wanted to be a writer. She made that dream happen with her first book, Splintered Reflections, which she has copies of in the, uh, whatever that next room over there is called. <laughs> Fellowship Hall, thank you. <laughs> and she will be here after her talk. Uh, this was published just this year in August, and future books we hear are on the way. So she's going to talk to us today about how she made her dream come true. She always wanted to be an author, and the publishing process and the obstacles along the way. So, Laura. All right. Thank you, Jim. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Is is this too loud? I have a I, I have a very normally loud volume voice, probably because of being a fitness instructor, right? Um, so what I wanted to do today is talk to you about how I made my dream come true and then also um, writing in general, how you too can um, make your dream come true. Because really, um, we're all authors and inside of each of us, we do have a book. And I definitely discovered this when uh, I started telling everyone that, yeah, I wrote my book. And sure enough, my mom, she goes, oh, you should write a story about my life. I was like, okay, Mom. <laughs> um, but uh, as Jim said, I always wanted to be a writer. Even when I was in high school, I would write what I called songs or maybe a loose version of poems. Um, and I would journal. I think a lot of us do journal, and I think it's, uh, it's a very therapeutic to journal. But um, as many of you know and as you heard, I do have a lot of activities. I work full-time at the lab. I teach classes um, at the YMCA and UNMLA. Earl Marie's one of my uh, students at UNMLA. And uh, I would keep getting these emails from Body at Santa Fe about how you could write your own bestseller. And I kept thinking, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I kept putting it off and putting it off, um, which we all do that, right? It's like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that next week. Well, finally, I said, I'm going to do it. And I found a sub for one of my classes, and I went down to Santa Fe with a, a girlfriend, and we took the workshop. And it was just a, a taste of uh, how you can become a writer. And so I signed up for this weekend workshop that's called How to Write Your Bestseller in a Weekend. And I went to Sedona um, to immerse myself in the process, and I wrote the book in one weekend. And what I like to say is I wrote the foundation. And, and I'll explain that a little bit more when I talk about the writing process. But Tom Bird, who's the mentor and who leads this workshop, what he does is he gets you into this meditative state where you're, um, you close your eyes and you visualize. And you, try, you start to tap into the right side of your brain. And so he was asking, okay, I want you to remember when you were two. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, my eyes closed, I'm breathing, two. I don't remember when I was two. And I start to panic. It's like, oh, my gosh, I don't remember when I was two. And so that's how it started. And with that in mind, I want to read the first um, paragraph of the uh, book. So 
so I can throw that carrot out there. All right, so the steamy mist parted as I made my way to the mirror. The question was vibrating in my mind as I moved closer and closer to the mirror, causing emotions to stir, a mixture of dread and anticipation churning inside my stomach, just like the haze that was swirling around me. I could smell the sweet scent of citrus floating in the air as I saw my form appear in the mirror. I was a stranger looking back at me. I took a deep breath, letting the refreshing scent fill my lungs and hoping that the scent would wash away my darkness. I swallowed before slowly letting my breath out and asking the question, who am I? So that's how the book starts. And the main character, Kathy, is trying to figure out who she is because she doesn't remember a lot of her life when she was young. So it's a part of um, self-discovery, this young girl trying to find herself. She didn't have a, um, a great relationship with her mother. Um, her father, she didn't know her father. Um, and so many might be thinking, ooh, is this part real or part fiction? There's a little bit of realism in it. Um, but I do know my dad. <laughs> and um, then there's a little bit of um, romance, because we need romance in the book, and then a twist at the end is how I like to um, describe the book, which is called Splintered Reflections. Um, now, um, along the way, um, as I said, I wrote the foundation. When I came back from Sedona, I spent the next couple months basically putting the crown molding on the, the house, um, painting the colors, you know, adding the descriptive words, doing more of the character development, um, I s submit the, the book to the style editor. And she came back and she said, I have a very good way of describing the slice of life, but I don't have a plot. Okay, that was my first of three obstacles I experienced while trying to get this book published. So she said I had a lot of short stories. And um, I was devastated. And, in fact, I was crying, and my husband's going, I don't know what to do with you because I've never seen you cry. Um, so I was like, okay, figured something out. And that's when I added the twist at the end. And so that was one obstacle that I encountered, which really made the um, book better. The second obstacle was, so in the publish, the, the workshop, um, there's a number of authors that get together, and we work together, um, and we critique our work. And one of the authors accused me of stealing her title. So we both had shattered into being. And it's like, okay, well, I'll change my title. I can do that. So I did, and I came up with Splintered Reflections, which I think is a better title than Shattered into Being. So if, once again, an obstacle overcame it, and um, it's a better product. The third obstacle, the book cover. So I, was, uh, I wanted something in the lines of a shattered, um, shattered image of a girl. So I would Google shattered image of a girl. And I came across a couple options. And they didn't have the watermark across the, the photo. So I thought, oh, I can use that. Um, so I'm about two weeks away from getting the book published, and I'm working with this book cover. I wanted to make bookmarkers, and so I got together with Sasha Scully. I don't know if any of you know her, but she offers um, class. She's a local artist. 
She offers classes, which I highly recommend taking. Um, usually they're through Uncorked or some other venue. Um, and I sent her the picture. She goes, oh, that's really nice. Who's the artist? And it's like, oh, I just pulled it off of Google. Well, what about copyrights? It's like, well, I think I'm okay. There wasn't the watermark. So I go back to the image, and sure enough, right at the lower right-hand corner, it said subject to, to copyright. Like, okay, ditch that book cover. And so I worked with Sasha to come up with this book cover. And, and once again, it, it resulted in a better product. Not only a better product, but more of a, the community coming together. So I'm a local artist, um, Sasha, or an author. Sasha's a local artist. And then this is also my daughter right here. So it just, it's kind of interesting, the obstacles I encountered. They, not only do they, they say they'll make you strong. What doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? Well, yeah, I'm pretty strong right now. My skin's a little tough because um, of the obstacles I encountered. Also, the review process. You throw it out there. I had some girlfriends review the book, and I would always get nervous. It's like, okay, why haven't I heard from her yet? Maybe she doesn't like the book. Well, she's busy. <laughs> Always thinking the worst, right? Um, but the feedback has been really good. It's been a, um, uh, a learning experience. The, um, the community be has been great. I had a, my first book signing was at uh, Project Y a couple weeks ago, uh, and uh, good turnout. And again, I tried to make it a community event. Secret City Kitchen was there providing some food, and Sasha was there as well talking about her art classes and... Um, um, and then uh, sold many books. Um, but now what I want to talk about is the writing process. So as I mentioned, um, Tom Bird, he has this um, weekend workshop where you can write your bestseller in one weekend. And what he does is he taps into the right side of the brain. And to do that, he gets you in that meditative state, and he plays this music um, that you just... You just let the words flow, and he keeps track of how many words you you um, typed or, or wrote in 15 minutes. And usually you're cranking out around 600 words every 15 minutes, which is a lot. Some people do 700. But one thing is you just, you just type. You don't go back and, and correct. Um, that's when, you, when you're doing the revision process. That's when you go back and you correct the words. And I remember going back and reading a sentence thinking, what was I trying to say? <laughs> and usually I would figure it out, or usually I'd just delete it because I had no idea what I was trying to say. Um, but uh, it's very important when you do write. Everyone should write because, like I said before, everyone has a book inside them. If you do decide to write, um, what I recommend is setting aside a a specific time. And I like to do in the morning. Um, when I was revising the book, I would get up 5 o'clock in the morning, and I would spend about 20 or 30 minutes typing, and then I'd go take a shower, and it's like, oh, that's what I want to do. Because you're not, you, when your mind is just not focused on, like, um, oh, i got to get my lunch ready, or that tapping into the left side. If you just let the right side take over, you just become, that's your creative side. And that's what we're trying to do when um, you're writing and you just let the words flow out. Um, I recommend starting around 20 minutes a day. Um, it's just like exercising, right? We don't want to, 
unless you're going to my strength training class. <laughs> you don't want to be sore the next day, right? So you just start out a little bit, and then you work into it. Um, the setting is very important. Um, it's very important to get outside of the house, put away the distractions like the cell phone, um, getting away from the house so you don't, you don't have those excuses like uh, laundry, um, sweeping the floor, whatever. Um, and also, I like to put uh, yoga music on, some type of meditative music. Um, during the one part of the book, um, I was listening to uh, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, and there's a section where she's listening to it, and you can just feel her. I don't know if you remember, if you haven't listened to it, but I tried to have her feel the music in the beginning. So Google Moonlight Sonata. And uh, hydrating is very important, um, and uh, fueling yourself when you're writing your book. Um, as I mentioned before, you want to tap into the right side of your brain, um, and you can do that through some type of meditative breathing state. Another really great way to do that is adult coloring. Does anyone do adult coloring? It's great, isn't it? That, that's a really good way to um, type, um, tap into your right side of your brain. Um, body position, uh, when we were writing our book, we would have both feet flat on the floor. We'd be standing tall, as tall as we could, you know, hunched over a uh, laptop. Um, and then listening to the music. Uh, another nice way of tapping into the right side of the brain is called circle drawing. Has anyone ever heard of circle drawing? So if you just, if you start with, um, let's say you want to do a blog on hiking in Los Alamos. So you just, you uh, write hiking and you circle it. And then you, you just have words, you know, hiking, um, Camazon. You write Camazon, circle. Or um, blue skies, you write that and circle. And you just keep doing that. Whatever words pop into your head, you write it on your paper, you circle it, and then you connect it to your main topic. And soon you just, you're, the words are just flowing out of you. And that's basically what you want. Um, and that's how you know when you're, you're um, using the right side of your brain is when the words are just flowing from your fingertips onto the paper or onto the keyboard. So um, the important thing, too, is just to write. Um, Stephen King said, the scariest moment is always before you start. And if you just sit there and just you're doing your coloring your adult book or you're doing the circle drawing, the important thing is just to write. It's like, okay, how do I feel today? Oh, I feel like this. And then before you know it, the words will just start flowing from uh, your mind to the paper. Um, and in the beginning, avoid editing during the process um, so that you can just take whatever ideas you have and put them onto the paper. Um, and that's basically what I was going to say today. Any questions? Yeah. Yes, Earl Marie. Good. What age audience? Okay, so um, Splinter Reflection is a uh, young adult book. Um, but it's a very relatable tale. Um, so anyone um, 
I would say probably between 20 and really 60, because um, a lot of the conflict that Kathy experiences in the book, it, anyone in this room could relate to. It's like, oh, she's going to college, she's afraid. Like We've all been afraid when we go to school or college, trying something new. No, no, I wouldn't say 13. I think maybe 18 might be the youngest, 16, depending on the maturity of the person. Yeah. Um, there is no sex, four-letter words. It's clean. <laughs> yes, in the back. Early in the book, uh, the, the mother disappears, at, I guess at the end of chapter two. How much of this is autobiographical? You said... You, you do have a father, whereas in the book, the girl has no father. Uh, and, and then I have a problem with the uh, going to college. There's very little about high school in there, and yet, and, and there's very little motivation or uh, financial consideration that goes into going to college. How did that work out? Um, without giving you a spoiler, it just worked out. <laughs> um, but so the first three chapters, it's, it's Kathy dealing with, you know, we, we don't know what happened to her mother. And that's, the, that's one mystery. What happened to Kathy's mother? Um, you know she's upset about it. And there is an essence of guilt um, that Kathy's feeling with regards to the fact that her mother is no longer around. Um, they get into this argument, and um, Kathy, I think it's the third chapter, Kathy says, oh, I wish you would go away and never come back. And her mother did not come back. And so Kathy is, is dealing with that guilt of her mother not coming back and feeling responsible for it. But then later on, towards the, the, the last three or four chapters of the book, we find out what happened. And that's, that's the twist. I found a lot of what you said about how to write very helpful when I used to have to write reports or give talks, write talks at the lab. Right, right, yes. And that's a good point um, because um, when I'm at work and I feel like I'm, I need to get away from the desk, I'll go for a walk. And then I'll think, I'll walk, and it's like, oh, that's what I need to do. You just push yourself away from the setting, you let your mind relax, and you come back with a solution to your problem. Um, and that reminded me of something else that I wanted to say, and I cannot remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll come back to me. Circle, yeah, do circle drawing. <laughs> yes, Maggie, March. Uh, well, you said your mother wanted to write the story of her life, you to write the story of her life. Uh, did she have an interesting <laughs> life? <laughs> oh, well, okay, I'll be honest with you. Uh, when she told me this, I thought, okay, the book would be titled Unlucky in Love, because she was very unlucky in love, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she had a very hard life. She was a single mother raising four kids. Yeah. So um, there's, yeah, that's what it was. So in the book, yes, there is some realism. There's part of my life in the book, especially in the first couple chapters. You know, some, every mother-daughter relationship, 
struggles, especially when the, the daughter is a teenager. Um, there is, um, there's some realism. Oh, where did I put my notes? Oh, that's what, it, so there is some realism. Also, the writing process, the book, the story is a reflection of my writing, what I was dealing with during that, um, that weekend workshop. So it's a reflection of my writing experience in that workshop because Tom Bird, he would walk around. So yeah, I thought I was being judged, and I was trying to fit in to this this circle of authors. So the story is a reflection of how what I was experienced during that work weekend, and then also there and then there's some creative um, aspects of the book too, especially the twist. Any other questions? Um, yes, we always hear about people going to publishers and getting rejected, going to another publisher, getting rejected. I'm just curious, it didn't seem like that was your experience. No, because mine is more of an independent publishing. It's a lot easier to publish a book now than it used to be. Um, I think, what, 10 years ago, maybe um, longer than that, you would have to get an agent. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting. Have you guys read the book um, Atomic Weight of Love by Elizabeth Church? She's a local artist or author. Highly recommend that book. It's a wonderful book. Um, and she spoke at the, uh, the library uh, a couple months ago. And she hired an agent to, to publish her book. And then she had to have editors um, bid on her book, which was kind of interesting. But now with um, the age of technology, it's easy to, to find an editor. Um, you can self-publish on Amazon through CreateSpace. Um, right now I'm looking into creating an audio book, which is also through um, Amazon. So, yeah, it's a lot easier than um, it used to be. And it's amazing how many authors are out there, too. It's a little overwhelming. Yes, Kit. So what's your next book? My next book. Okay. So as I mentioned before, I, I journaled. And when I turned 47, I decided to celebrate 47 days of me. And so the next book is, is called 47 Days of Me, and it's that, and I was in online dating, so it deals with online dating, it deals with uh, Los Alamos, and it just deals with taking, making the most of every day and really realizing how lucky we are, and, um, and then finding love. There's a little bit of love, too, in it. There's always has to be some romance, right? So that's the next book. And I've written it. I'm in the process of revising it. So I'm hoping that will be out probably April, April, May time frame. Yes? A question about the editors and subject to uh, editing. Uh, did you feel they uh, intruded on your style or your, maybe not the story, but your style of writing or anything? Did you feel, did you accept the editor's well, what's that relationship? Um, so with Tom Bird, you can sign up with what's called the Publish Now. And so he's, looked, he's identified a style editor for you and copy editors and formatting. And so you pay for that. 
Um, the style editor, as I mentioned before, she came back and she said I didn't have a plot and I had a, a bunch of short stories and I was devastated. Um, but I, I pushed myself away from the book and um, I came back and it's like, okay, yeah, I can see where there's a lot of redundancy and I, I cut out quite a bit of stuff and then I came out come, came up with the twist at the end. The editor was really good. She I, I had a tendency to use the same verb over and over again, um, and so she switched out some verbs, which I thought was a better, um, uh, made the book better. What I would have done is hired another editor, um, because there's a couple things that were missed in the first editing. So that's what I'm going to do with the next one, is hire two different editors. Well, any other questions? Yes, Earl Murray. Well, we all knew how busy you were in your life before you started this book. And so how in the heck do you squeeze that in? I mean, you said 20 minutes a day, but it's still, I don't see how you do it all. So what I did was, um, I, I wrote the book in November a year ago. So basically a year ago, I wrote the book. I came back, and um, Tom Bird was in Santa Fe the following weekend with a similar retreat. So I went to that and started working on the, the revision. Then it was almost every morning. And then uh, since I work at the lab, I had every other Friday off. And some, some, sometimes I would take Thursday and Friday off to, to spend on the book. And then there was the Christmas break, which that's basically what I did. Um, so, yeah. Well, you've mentioned several times a local authors community. Uh, is there a group of you in town who talk about being authors? Good segue, because I've been meaning to talk about this. Um, so this month, November, is National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo. Rimo. I have to practice it several times. Nano Rimo. Um, and the library is, um, where's my little? The library is um, every Tuesday evening, they are getting local artists, um, authors together, and we are writing. And the goal of November is to write 5,000 words, or basically your next novel. Um, so it's a good um, chance, opportunity to start writing. And I brought um, bookmarkers and flyers about that event. So hopefully you can join me this Tuesday um, to uh, write. Um, I think there is a, I think there's a local writing club in Los Alamos, but I need to look into that. Um, and then also, there, I think New Mexico has a charter, uh, some type of uh, charter for writers in New Mexico, that uh, is another option. Um, support, friends, accountability is very important, um, which was nice when I did the Publish Now group because there was a group of 20 of us and we would work together and we would support each other, reading each other's work and critiquing. So it's very, um, it was very worthwhile. And I made a lot of great friends too. I think that was another nice thing that I liked. So I highly recommend, if you are serious in um, writing a book, to try one of Tom Bird's um, uh, workshops. And if you want, and I can give you more information if you are interested. Yes? I have a couple of questions. Uh, 
Is your spouse uh, pretty supportive of you? He's very supportive. He's right there. No. Dave. <laughs> he. Yeah. And, uh, do you feel better about yourself after writing and the novel and spending that much time? I, I do. I do. It's kind of an interesting... I've gone through a series of emotions. The, the, of course, the first one, when I heard back from the style editor, um, was not good. It was uh, traumatic. Um, then when I thought my book was going to be released August 24th or something like that, well, this woman that I worked with, I call her my social media queen, um, she said, no, we're going to publish your book on the 18th. And when it was published, it was very surreal it's almost as if it didn't even... I couldn't believe it happened. Um, and then I'm constantly looking. It's like, okay, where's my ranking? How many books have I sold? And the money's not pouring in, <laughs> which my husband is a little disappointed because I think he had already picked out his Porsche, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and now I just... And when I tell people, they go, that is so great that you wrote a book. You published a book. And I have to step back and remember that. It's, it's not how much money I'm making. It's the fact that I had a dream and I made it come true. Oh. And I think that's, that's what I'm very proud about. Well, how about the grammar part of it? Uh, did you have much composition and, and the grammar in school? Or? Um, <clears throat> well, when I was in high school, I had the usual. Um, I also have an MBA, and when I was in the executive MBA program, we had to write a lot of papers. Um, and I have to admit that my my second ex-husband, Dave's my third husband, okay. <laughs> and if anyone knows me, I always say, oh, my second ex-husband, and so it's a little funny. It's supposed to be funny. Um, he... He was really good at helping me become a better writer when I was in the uh, master program. So I think I was a pretty good writer to begin with. Not great. Um, I, it, it's kind of interesting when I would step back. I'd write my book. I'd step back, and I'd go back to the book. It's like, oh, my gosh. You, you just make these mistakes that you get so close to the book that when you're reading it, you just kind of glance over it. And uh, when I first, when I came back from the, the weekend retreat and I told my daughter, and she says, well, sometimes when you, you write something, you need to set it aside to let it marinate. <laughs> and then you go back and look at it, which is exactly well, true. Did you, you didn't worry too much about ending your sentence in a preposition or something like that, uh, <clears throat> or getting your adverbs straight? No, mm-mm. No, I did not. I, what I did try to do is um, I used the thesaurus a lot to make sure that I used different words, same yeah. meaning, different words. Um, I tried to tap into the senses, the um, scent, visual. Um, I, I did that a little more. Yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm.
um, being that we live in Los Alamos, I have a 12-year-old who can't decide if he wants to be a writer or a physicist. Um, but um, I'm just kind of curious if, if you know, uh, and I'll, I'll ask this, and I should have asked this as well from some of his different teachers, but if you know, is there any type of writing group um, in Los Alamos? I mean, he he's only has eight pages written, but I was quite impressed. Um, so um, I mentioned earlier about the NaNoWriMo. There is a kid's version of that, and I think I may have some... Um, Bookmarkers that are uh, for the about the children's part. So see me after, and I know you, don't I? I know I've seen you before. Yeah. Yes. Uh, about reading your book yourself and along the way, have you ever noticed any difference in reading the thing what you've written out loud? As verse to uh, not out loud. I, I noticed in myself, reading things out loud makes a huge difference for me. You're absolutely right. And um, I would read some of the chapters out loud to my husband. He would r- listen to them. And, yeah, I would pick up a lot when I would read it out loud versus just to myself. You're absolutely right. Okay, if nobody has any last questions, Laura's going to be with us in the, uh, whatever the next room's called. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks.